0: In this episode of Chewing the Fat with Melf and Grimmy, we discuss how the term calorie deficit is flawed. Also, what does it actually represent and how to apply it to your lifestyle if necessary. Welcome to Chewing the Fat with Melf and Grimmy.
1: Two PTs talking about life, inside and outside of the fitness industry. Welcome to episode three of Chewing the Fat with Melf and Matt. Or is it Matt and Melf? I'm not sure actually. You know what Matt, it doesn't really matter. I think it's it's an M, so that's good. That's all that matters mate, and and people are listening, hopefully. Hopefully, yes indeed. Today's subject, this is something I really want to bring up, and that is why the term calorie deficit is flawed. Yeah, and when you first mentioned it to me, I thought, wow, that's going to raise a few eyebrows. So yeah. that's the uh, sort of elaborating on that sentence. <laughs> I'll use it as a little bit of clickbait from being completely honest as well, mate. a um, but- clicked straight away. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's just this term calorie deficit is sort of thrown around by a bunch of PTs now who answer for everything is calorie deficit and not really helping maybe the public or their clients actually understand how to do it or what it even means. Yeah.
0: And when you explain it to me, I've kind of made a lot more sense. So how would you say that it's
1: flawed then? I would say the biggest thing why it's flawed, mate, is because people aren't, or trainers who are using this term over and over and over again, aren't necessarily supplying the right education around the subject and actually Mm. how to apply it in everyday life. Because it's one thing just saying it over and over again and hoping something sticks and actually probably educating someone in actually how to achieve this in everyday life as well. When
0: you break it right down, it's almost like if you want to build a house, you need some bricks. Yeah. Yeah it's a lot more than just a bunch of bricks to build a house
1: yeah (laughs) well (laughs) well, i didn't mention episode one i was a roofer so there might Uh, well there you go yes it's a free roof tip as well mate (laughs) (laughs) Um, and i think people generally look at food as food not as numbers and macros and micronutrients things like that so i Mm. think it's supplying education on both standpoints
0: yeah it's making sure that we can say apply in in everyday life among other stresses. so it, if and when you are looking to lose some weight
1: or lose some fat at least you'll have the right tools to to do it with I think it's about just helping people understand and educating people how to understand how to manage their food without relying on a personal trainer or a coach and um, you know not just giving someone like a, a meal plan and being like you're going good luck with your fish and a rice cake mm. And actually going, yeah, I've got this shit. I know what I need to do and I understand how to do it.
0: Yeah. Going forward, I think one common thing I hear quite a lot of is, you know, food's good or bad and Mm. cut this food out because it's bad for you. And I try to steer people away from that mindset purely because food is food and we could find fault with any type of food, I guess, couldn't we? Rather than look at food as good or bad, it's food is food, isn't it, I guess.
1: Yeah. I think it's the whole negative connotation around yeah, that food's bad or that's fattening or, or whatever. Because yeah. yeah essentially food is made up of calories. Yes. At the end of the day, units of energy.
0: Mm. Ultimately. And we need calories to, to function, don't we?
1: Yeah. And in the same way that if we overeat calories, you know, because we live in a society where High, highly dense calorie foods are really easily available. Going mm. to a petrol station, and there's like the chocolate bars when you're queuing up, vending machines in shops. Yeah. it's very easy to overconsume um, calories these days.
0: Absolutely, and like I say, it's made readily available to us, and it's almost like it's too easy to have. So, oh, it's there. So, well, why not? I like to use the word omnipresence. I just wanted to throw that oh, there man. as well. I was just trying man. to throw some big words. Fist pump. Yeah. We're doing a, a fist pump
1: over yeah. Zoom. I, I, if I use that word on a podcast, it's fine. If you use it on Instagram, people switch off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so, so if you want to go into a bit more
0: of an explanation as to what a calorie deficit is, and if I was looking to
1: hmm. shed a few pounds or to lose a little bit of fat, why would I need it? Okay, so this is a really good question because I think we have to understand everything as a whole rather than just weight loss. So we've got to remember, first and foremost, that our body wants to be in a state of homeostasis. Another okay. one. Another mate, one. On fire. <laughs> which actually, I like to Google the actual exact term is a stable equilibrium between interdependent elements, especially monitored by physiological processes you get that yeah oh, yeah mate, I'm, you know. this
0: today. I'm, I'm done
1: yet. that's it i'm done see you later everyone <laughs> um, <laughs> which mike would you do you want to explain sort of what that really means my
0: understanding of it is our bodies in a good balanced place it's happy the acid balance is there our temperatures regulating fine our mm-hmm. blood sugar levels are all regulated
1: yeah and you know basically main, maintaining optimal health with absence of disease that's kind of what our bodies want to do so when we diet our bodies don't know we diet and essentially give it less calories our body thinks it's you know we're killing ourselves that's the thing with dieting and it will produce hormones like ghrelin to increase hunger but yeah when we're looking into like like weight gain as it were that is when we have more calories or i like to use the word energy more calories going in over more calories or energy than we expend a calorie deficit works in the complete reverse and we have more expenditure going out
0: perfect then depending on how much you weigh at the start in regards yeah. to and also your gender
1: activity yeah. age yeah definitely play a factor you know even between men and women gender being the most sort of the most biggest difference i would say is that national institute of health will say in middle age active moderately active which I, I think is considered about three times a week exercise and a female is going to expend about 2,000 calories a day when a male is going to be about 2,400, to
0: 2,600. Right. Okay. That's interesting, I guess. And obviously that's just a generic sort of mm, number yeah. as well. I guess that the heavier you are, the more those calories increase.
1: Yeah. I think there's, there's tons of variables. You know, as have we've have we mentioned just now, gender, um, weight, activity mm. level, age as well. Yeah. So all these things will add some variables to that number brilliant and on to the next one feels like i'm interviewing today uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah so going forward one thing i hear quite a lot of is the term tdee mm. yeah so if you'd like to go into a bit more detail on this because that relates to uh, what the best dietary approach for mm. is going to work because there's there's so much out there to choose from and yeah every diet's the, the best one apparently according to every <laughs> expert as well you know you look at Keto, yeah, keto this diet,
1: yeah, let's go for
0: absolutely. it. Absolutely, keto, that one, you've got Weight Watchers, you've got Slimming World, you've got mm. guaranteed results. For me, how would I start by working out which diet's going to work for me?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, when we're picking a, a diet for fat loss, essentially, all the diets work. All, all the fat loss diets are designed to work in one way or another, whether it's yeah. reducing carbohydrates, increasing fat, vice versa, cutting out a certain food group all diets of fat loss are designed to help us lose fat. The tricky part is which one is going to fit in best with us as individuals. That's why it's so different.
0: Mm. Okay. And it's interesting to mention now, I guess, difference between weight loss and fat loss. Mm. And I guess the confusion lies sometimes is losing weight or losing fat or mm. how do I know and and so on. So to sum it up in, a, in simple terms would be, because weight loss is any form of weight going from your yeah. body. And, and fat loss is just, well, your body fat percentage. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's the thing. A lot of people fall in this trap of just losing weight. And mm. that can be down to, that can be water. That can be down to muscle. Yes. Uh, yes, atrophy, definitely. Like losing muscle. And um, it can mm. be down to losing your fucking right arm. It's still technically weight loss, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, when, we, when we're trying to, you know, achieve fat loss or... The term that a lot of people use is toned. You may have heard of it, Mike, the toned look. Mm. <laughs> that we're trying to maintain as much lean muscle on a body while trying to lose body fat. Now, the approach when, when people generally start dieting is they over restrict how many calories they're consuming. Like, I've seen some fucking insane low amounts, Mike. I don't know about you. Mm. Like, honestly, some of these diets are just insane how little some people are eating, but There are other ways of doing it without actually changing your diet too much. And As you briefly mentioned on a question earlier that I've kind of ignored that I'm coming back round to, is your TDEE, which stands for your Total Daily Energy Expenditure. And there's a few things you can manipulate with this to actually help you lose fat successfully without actually changing your diet too much. I think if we look at the exercise versus NEAT, Mm, for fat loss yeah.
0: i mean the the non-exercise activity related yeah as well I mean, so carry on you know, i'm I'll, I'll just basically gonna mention that sometimes the best format for for fat loss is to increase our sort of daily activity yeah. rather than purely rely on having to just bang out five to ten workouts a week or yeah or having to go on these crazy runs or mm. having to yeah. live off Chicken yeah, 1,000 calories a day or something, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, your, your TDEE, which is your total daily energy expenditure, is a, is a, is a abbreviation. Is it abbreviation? Is that abbreviation? I don't know the mm-hmm. word. Yeah. Abbreviation, mm-hmm. is that the correct? Yeah. Um, of how many calories or energy you burn every single day. Now, there's a few things you can't control, such as your basal metabolic rate. This is, in short, how many calories you need to survive if you was sitting on the sofa watching Netflix all day doing fuck all. And there's nothing you can really do to control Mm -hmm. that physically day to day. That'd be down to your weight, your age, male or female. And you've got things like your thermic effect of food, which in short is you need... Eating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, eating. Yeah. So your body needs energy to digest calories that you're eating, but it only equates about 6 to 12% of your TDEE. Now, as Mike Mm -hmm. mentioned, um, the ones you can control is your non exercise activity thermogenesis which is your daily movement now this is a big player this is a major player and people overlook this because as you said mike people look at towards exercise for fat loss
0: mm. we, we were a big believer of exercise being a good sort of mental release and yeah. rather than a tool for fat loss so don't get me wrong it's it will certainly be a catalyst for it it will assist yeah. you but it will not guarantee those results and we don't want it to start getting to the point where we start focusing too hard on exercise and you actually lose the purpose of exercise and also going back to what you said about the the neat element is we tend to not to focus too much on what we do yeah for the rest of the time it's, you know if we train for that hour of the hour a day mm. six to seven hours a week if we're doing seven yeah. days
1: you know, what yeah. about the rest of the time that we're that it's we're actually, alive brings me to the point i had a client a few years ago and um a busy job, you know, like working uptown, um, driving an hour and a bit to work, yeah, sitting down for eight, nine hours a day, then driving an hour back, and then knocking out a spin class every evening. And obviously, when you're in that position, you think yourself, I'm training five, six times a week. Why am I not losing as much fat as as what I sort of plan to? I'm training six times a week. So I'm battering myself doing a 45 minute spin class every night why am I not getting results? And that is because we've got to look at the bigger picture. We've got to look at the whole lifestyle. And if we're sedentary for eight, nine, 10 hours a day, we're not burning as much energy um, compared to someone maybe who's working on a building site, who's burning an insane amount of energy because constantly moving and being on your feet um, and accounts to a lot over sitting down.
0: For me, a really positive thing that's happened over the last couple of years is the introduction of the movement trackers. So mm. for me, the using these purely to measure your steps has been a fantastic addition to people's lives. And the only downside of it is it can overestimate yeah. how much calories you are sort of burning. And one example would be I went for a run yesterday and on my Garmin watch, a 25-minute moderately paced run burnt 250 something calories, I believe, and mm. then I did exactly the same run, same intensity, but using my phone, and I think it was around 350, 400. Yeah. So, and 150 calories is a, a yeah. fairly large amount of mm. difference between between two different technologies.
1: And you can almost see how it could leave, lead people into a false sense of security, thinking mm. that ah, oh, I've burnt this much through exercise. Which means I can afford to eat this much more.
0: Absolutely, and I think both me and you are are guilty of that in the past with our mm. sort of our, our mad sort of workouts and then binging out afterwards and seeing who can eat the most pizza that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but because I think we we're getting that mindset that oh it's okay you know we've got that epoch effect, that afterburn effect, we're still burning calories, so I can get away with eating Ben and Jerry's when I get home.
1: Yeah, a lot of it's a bit of a like a, a bit of a halo effect as well, trying to control trying to control fat loss with exercise is going to just be an uphill battle unless we're talking maybe super endurance marathon training that's something slightly different because that involves hours and hours and hours of training but we're talking about the average exerciser who goes to the gym for half an hour to 60 minutes per day
0: yeah yeah it's a big difference between guess what we see on tv what the the what the elite are doing and what and what we're doing unfortunately there's a massive difference between yeah. their energy output than compared to yeah. us you know and sports nutrition is a different subject completely isn't it so completely mm. to general sort of nutrition as well
1: yeah so i think if if anyone's looking to get started with with trying to lose body fat is to essentially monitor how much you're moving every day and if you enjoy exercise and that can be any form of exercise because exercise as mike said earlier needs to be enjoyable I've always yeah, enjoyed doing it. If you enjoy lifting weights, lift weights. You know, if you enjoy yoga, enjoy doing yoga. If you enjoy playing badminton, fucking do it. it oh, I love badminton. Oh, yeah. I
0: love it, mate.
1: I am the they call me oh. the Porto Federer of badminton. Are you serious. Yeah, I stayed on once when I was about twenty. Uh, Centre Parks. I was playing people one to one. And I went through about 25 five people, beating him 25 matches straight. True fact. Oh, mate. I had, God. I, they, they had to close down the sports hall because I just ran out of time. <laughs> run, out, <laughs> run, out, run, out, run out of... Shuttle um, cocks. <laughs> run out <run> of <laughs> <out> people you. <laughs> Who's next? next? <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. that's the, the the best bit of advice I could give to anyone starting yeah. off. Yeah, because I guess one thing we do here is
0: oh, what's the best ex- exercise for mm. fat loss?
1: Yeah, and I think... There is no perfect exercise regime for fat loss. There isn't, you know, mm. between doing a twenty-minute hit versus, you know, uh, a steady jog for half an hour. Mm. Relatively, we're going to be talking. It's not that much, maybe that ten percent Yeah, nothing <laughs> about. Yeah, and I know. Regards to,
0: if you're conscious of not losing too much lean muscle tissue as well. So, if that is you and you are a bit conscious of that, then. One thing i guess we could agree on is that it's important to introduce some form of resistance like, yeah. Um, yeah absolutely we could go into protein content and, and all sorts of bits and bobs but yeah different that, pod- that would be a different podcast as well
1: yeah but yeah essentially i would always say that to people just find something you enjoy doing try and move yeah. a little bit more each day and um, another thing is if if you want to i would say personally start record how many calories you're consuming every day i mean you you can use like apps you can write it down yeah. just be conscious about how many calories you're taking in every day. And then literally look every month to see if you've made progress. If you haven't, yeah. increase the amount you move or slightly decrease how many calories you consume. After another yeah. month, if you made a more improvement, stay with that. If you haven't, change it. And don't rely
0: solely on scales. As mentioned before, mm. fat loss is different to weight loss. Yep. With regards to the fat loss, there's so many different ways that you can measure it. So mm. if you look at the sort of the basic tools we're looking at so before, after pictures, yeah we've got stuff like measurements around the waist hips legs arms everything yeah absolutely again if you're going to go more towards the scientific there are stuff available like you've got bioelectrical impedance analysis machines you've got um, skin fold as well you've got underwater weighing or at the top you've got DEXA scans but that's sort of elite (laughs) top level athletes will be doing that but if you've got access to that then that's going to be a more of an accurate measure of body fat but generally if you haven't got those equipment then Pictures, measurements,
1: we'll just go, are you, always we'll, the
0: best ones. Yeah, there you go, Matt. How you feel? Yeah. I think you know. How, do my jeans fit better? If you are performing at a sport, you might think, you know, what? I don't feel as heavy on my feet anymore, or I can mm. run for sixty minutes now without stopping compared to forty-five yeah. minutes. Little things.
1: Yeah. yeah. And so, Mike, when like you, I, I know you, we spoke about this in the past as well. Like, but when you've hit a goal, how do you sometimes feel when you've sort of achieved the goal? when it comes to like dieting and training? Mm. I'll put my
0: hand up here. Yeah, reverse back to any form of major CrossFit event, and CrossFit was a massive positive part of my life, and I'm very grateful to have been able to compete at it, but my downfall, I'd say, was that I'd diet so hard for 12 weeks, get in fantastic shape, that as soon as I finished my comp, next day I'd go for a massive like mm. binge of chocolate ice cream, all sorts of stuff, and then, that day binge would turn into another six days. I just wouldn't have a plan of action. And even I've done it before going on, on holidays. I've gone to Vegas back in 2012, got in great shape for that. Hit the booze hard over there. Came back and had mm. no plan of how to get back into normality, really. So I guess if you're sitting there and obviously you can relate to it, I know Matt's going to go through what we can do right now, just to yeah, potentially have a plan in place.
1: I mean, first of all, like I was saying, when we choose to diet, we should always do it for a period of time. We shouldn't be focusing on doing it all year round. You know, whether we do it for four, eight, 12, 16 weeks, we should do it for a period of time. Now, once we've hit our goal, once we've hit the end of the time we're going to diet, obviously where we've got reduced calories going in. Now, if we just go full, full Mike Melford and eat everything, then, you know, you could rapidly gain weight quite quick. And that's when people go get very disheartened because they gain all the weight they lose after spending four months doing so. Mm. So we have to implement something called a reverse diet, which is a fancy term for just saying gradually increasing how many calories you eat every week over the same period of time. So if you've dieted for eight weeks, you would slowly, gradually build your calories up to a maintenance level over eight weeks. And that is your dieting phase done. And then... I always advise clients, especially over busy times of the year, like summer when there's loads of barbecues, parties, Christmas is another one, Easter, just to maintain over them busy periods of time and then just literally pick your dieting phase when you have no or less, or so to say no, but less social occasions going on. So why do you think people find it hard to stick to diets and stuff?
0: I think if you're looking at it right now, it's stress has got external mm. things that we can't control for example like yeah. the pandemic going on right now is completely out of our control
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know work financial stress families and, and that can drive eating behavior as well uh, yeah. i've certainly had to adapt my style recently yeah emotional eating is definitely a big part of it
1: yeah. And I, th- I think it's the thing like all humans like to think we're like really logical, but we're not. We're just emotional humans that make emotional decisions. So mm. if something's upset us or we're down or we're happy or whatever it is, that can obviously change our eating behavior as well. Absolutely. And
0: if that happens to you, don't straight away think, oh, I've, I've let myself down. Or remember, you're only human. No one's perfect. Yeah. There's a lot of things I say to my clients that. That they have in their life under control that i don't whatever you do don't feel guilty you're only human yeah. and we certainly hope this podcast has given you a few different ideas and yeah. of ways that you can maybe approach things differently going forward and i know next week we'll be potentially looking
1: into habitual changes
0: mm. and, and how that could be a big part of it
1: yeah i think like what you just said then mike just to summarize is that dieting isn't going to be a straight line to success. You're not going to sort of constantly lose weight over a period of time. So take Mm -hmm. the rough with the smooth. You're going to have weeks when you're you're being hungrier because of this and that and all these other external factors. So don't stress out too much if you don't sort of nail it first time. It is a process. And I'm really looking forward to talking about habits next week with you, Mike, um, about how you can implement more like training, would you say as well, as well as nutrition?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to go through some training ideas. I know this week I've touched on some tips on how non-runners can start to run if they want to. If you don't like to run, then don't run. Um, But we can also go through some different ways to look at breaking habits
1: lovely mike look forward to it um again guys we're going to wrap that up as well so mm. thank you for downloading it sharing it yeah. tagging me and mike and it we do really really appreciate us so and it makes yeah. it on to do more podcasts as well and um, so mike do you have anything to say to anyone before we go you've done a fantastic job today
0: and on. one last thing to take away what is it
1: oh oh Oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, he didn't. No, I'm sweating now. I'm sweating. <laughs> oh, I'm exhausted talking about uh, <laughs> me, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. Yeah, I'm, I'm hungry now, yeah. <laughs> let's go and let's go eat. <laughs> okay, guys, thank you very Take much. Take care. Thank you, bye-bye. Bye, stay safe. What he said.